I mean, we were on Kelly Clarkson and the Micro Show because of the Next Gen Trades Academy. And Mike especially was like, you know, this is needed everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, I know. We're getting calls from everywhere about how can we do this program? How can we do it here? Because there's disasters everywhere. I live in an area where there's been multiple fires. You know, our city practically burned down back in 2017 with the Tubbs fire and the Kincaid and we're rebuilding and and these builders can't build fast enough because they don't have a workforce. This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast, brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group. And today I have Letitia Hankey with ARS Roofing Gutters and Solar out of Oakland, California, right? Pretty close, Santa Rosa. <laughs> Santa Rosa. I'm not far from Oakland. Though. Okay, Santa yeah, I'm in Northern, yeah. Awesome. Thank you for being here. I'm happy to be here. So I was just, we were just chatting before we turned on the recording and I had to tell her how this came about. I saw Letitia in a magazine last year in Roofing Contractor Magazine. What I forgot because it had been so long was she was, she was last year, the residential roofing contractor of the year. So that's, <laughs> congratulations. That's Thank you. amazing. <laughs> I had the I had the magazine and I was I held on to it and then I finally gave it to Ebony who books all of our our guests and I said Ebony go find this woman and see if she'll come on the podcast and Ebony you know is awesome she went and she did it and Letitia's here <laughs> an hour and a half ago no 2 hours ago we're at lunch and we were, had a marketing team meeting and we were talking about Letitia that this afternoon I was going to interview her and Ebony tells me, oh yeah, she's been on the Kelly Clarkson show. She's done a number of things. And I'm like, what? Kelly Clarkson show. I said, you got to get me some notes. I'm, this call is at 415. You got to get me some notes. So she gets me all these notes and Letitia, not only was she on the Kelly Clarkson show, but she was also on a show with Mike Rowe, who I love, by the way. I want to really try and get him onto this. Oh, that'd be great. But anyway, so she's like a superstar here. And I'm very grateful that she's here. But she has an amazing, I'm kidding, but she has an amazing story. And I can't wait to dive into it. So I'll stop talking now. And let's give everybody some of your your backstory tell us tell us your story how did you get into roofing <laughs> well it was it was actually all by accident so i i'm a musician and while i was in college i was a very broke musician as most college students are broke right yeah. and i needed a really good paying job i was in my junior year in college and i applied at a roofing company simply as the receptionist you know answering phones filing got the job and after about a year and a half there, my boss promoted me to office manager. He fired his office manager and asked if I wanted to take over her position. I'm like, sure, why not? Took over her position and 
after another couple of years, became the manager of the company. I started running the business. So I'm about four years in at this point. And my boss comes to me and says, you know, I want to retire from roofing. I've been in the industry 30 years. I'm ready to retire. I want you to buy my company. And I'm just like, I'm not a roofer. You know, how how am I just going to, you know, (laughs) buy your company? He says, are you willing to learn? And that that was the question for me. Are you willing to learn? And I said, yeah, sure. I'm 20. I'll do anything, right? You're 20 some years old. You'll just do it. So for another few years, I learned how to roof so that way I could get my contractor's license, got my contractor's license in 2004. And then my boss decided to just retire. And I went ahead and started my own company and hired a few of his employees, bought his assets. And then I started my own business in 2004 and then just continued to build a company. Wow. That's the short version, but that's how it all happened. So it happened. So you were in your early 20s. Yes. And it, that all happened in a matter of what, four years? Four yeah, five. it was an eight year period altogether. All so together, four, eight. yeah, okay. it was about four years running the business. You know, learning how to run the business was, you know, it's, it's always a challenge, right? Running a yeah. company, but you know, I, I loved it. I thrived on it, but I also loved the outdoors. You know, it that part was great as well. Just, I loved both parts of it being outdoors. And I loved the indoor part with the customer. How do I put that together and start my own business and made it happen. So it's been a great journey, you know, for us. Yeah. It's been an interesting journey for me. I mean, as a female, of course, and, and yeah. then as an African-American female has always added a little extra spunk to it. But, you know, I pressed through, you know, all the all the obstacles I've been through and here I am. Awesome. So give us a little perspective here. So that was in 2004. So we're yeah. 16, 17 years later now, 17 years later. What does the company look like now? So in 2004, I was I was definitely much smaller. I had about 11 employees at that point when I first started. You know, for me personally as well, I was in hiding. I I was trying to just blend in with the guys. You know, there's not a lot of females that are in roofing at all. And for me and where I live, you know, there weren't a lot of you know black people in construction either. So I was just really trying to figure out how do I keep growing my company? What do I do? So I attempted networking and got some pushback with that. But after all, I just kept pushing forward. I kept hiring more employees and getting them trained. Right now I have 25 employees altogether. And we grew about eight years ago. I made some changes to the business and we started growing once I actually stopped hiding because I was, you know, blending in as much as I could and not really embracing the fact that I'm a female, you know, contractor. And once I stopped, you know, signing my name, LR Hanky. I actually started just putting my face on everything and letting people know that I was female and the community exploded and my business absolutely just exploded. So we've grown a lot since over the last eight years and we're continuing to grow. That's interesting that you say that and you use the word hiding Mm -hmm. because a lot of business owners do that. (laughs) A lot of business owners don't want to put their face they don't want to put their name on stuff. And I think personally, I think it's a mistake. I don't like it. I have to put my name, my face on everything. I have to put my name on everything. I go speak. I do this. I do, I mean, I don't, most people would be surprised at that. I don't like it, but people buy from people. They don't right. buy from companies. And so by, by putting your face out there, that's like one of the smartest things you can do as a business owner, because now people can see, hey, I'm buying from Letitia, right? I'm not buying from this thing called ARS, right? I'm buying from Letitia. And that probably, I'm not surprised 
that the business grew as it did. But I'll tell you what, though, what's impressive is is the track record that you've been in business for so long. What are some of the things, what makes your company successful? My story definitely is a, a part of it. You know, I do because I stopped hiding it and I actually share my story. A lot of our clientele and our regular clients, they love the fact that they're, when they're doing business with my company, they're actually helping the community because I have a nonprofit as well. Yeah. And we donate to the, every job we do, we donate to the nonprofit and people love that. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many jobs I've sold 10,000 above other contractors because that client loves the fact that we get back to the community and we're helping young people. And that is definitely one of the things that makes us different from, you know, many other contractors around. We're just doing more and, and people want to be a part of that and love that. And then we share that, you know, we're not keeping it a big secret. We, we make sure every client knows that, you know, you're contributing to something much bigger than just putting your roof on your home or your hotel. So. Yeah. So when people say that, oh, I can't sell a job for that much money, 10,000 over somebody else, what's your kind of reaction to that? <laughs> I probably can't say it on air, but no, it's, it's just not true. Yeah. The truth is that people will do business with whoever they like and they, they will spend the money. They, they don't, a lot of people have the money. They just, you know, you, you have to give them a reason to want to spend it. And that's what I've learned this whole time is that, you know, they, they'll spend the money if, if it means something to them and they know that they're getting a value. And that's what, that's what I've learned over these last, especially these last few years, you know, I've just seen, seen it more and more and more, even through a pandemic, you know, people are still spending, you know, 10,000, 5,000 or whatever more to just make sure they're getting more quality and, and knowing that they have a, a, a purpose and a meaning to it all. So, yeah. Yeah. My good friend, John Anglis always says when value exceeds price, people buy. When the price exceeds value, people don't buy. And so one of the ways that you're building value is through the other work that you're doing. But I would imagine that your reputation also has a lot to do with it as well. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're roofers. I mean, what is what kind of we have, we all have a bad reputation, right? As a roofer, you know, yeah. we, we're, we're shysters. We're, you know, not truthful. We're not honest. I mean, that's what people think of us in general. And it was just really important. If I was going to go into this business, I wanted to make sure I was, I was not represented in that way. You know, so the team that I put together, I wanted to make sure we all had the same mindset. We're going to always do everything, you know, we're going to do everything right the first time around. We're not going to skip steps. We're not going to undercut. We're, we're just going to be legitimate. I'm going to sleep at night every night, you yeah. know, and a lot of contractors that I know, you know, they're, they're losing sleep because is our IRS is coming after me at any moment or whatever. Right. And right. I'm like, no, that's not going to be who we are. So that makes it, very special for me and my employees to know that, you know, we are out there doing doing it the right way and building a better reputation for our industry. And, and that's really important. How are you communicating that to your prospects? So I have pretty, pretty nice marketing. 
pretty nice marketing tools, but yeah. my suppliers help as well because we are certified with all of our, you know, the products that we install. So we always show, we have a nice little packet that we show our, our, especially our new clients so they can see that number one, you know, we are you know, top installers for the products that we're doing. All of my employees are trained and certified. There's also longevity. I mean, I've been, I've been in the industry now 25 years and 17 as the CEO. Yeah. And then the things that we do in the community is, what really does it as well when they see all the all the community things that we're doing they're just like okay this is someone who really cares and really wants to do a good job because my reputation means a lot you know i don't want to be have a bad reputation but then i'm trying to do great stuff in the community under a nonprofit. so i think that's what really shows it to our clients yeah how did you at 20 some years old in your <laughs> early 20s i mean i'm thinking back to me in my early 20s I was ambitious and, you know, I worked really hard, but what do you think it was in you that drove you so hard that because the person that you were working with or for, he saw something in you. I mean, it's kind of obvious today, but I didn't know you back then. What do you think it was? Builder Prime is changing the game for home improvement contractors. Imagine having everything you need to help your business grow in one place. CRM, estimating marketing automation with SMS, production management software, and now call center dialer integration, all wrapped into one easy to use package. And it's never been easier to switch CRMs. Hundreds of contractors trust Builder Prime to grow their businesses with powerful reporting tools to see which leads are making money, which sales reps are the top performers, and where to optimize for the greatest impact. We're talking about winning more jobs, boosting productivity, and delighting your customers. Are you ready to fuel your business growth even faster without all the daily frustrations of your current tech stack? You owe it to yourself, your team, and your business to learn why everyone is switching over to Builder Prime, the only true does-it-all CRM for home improvement contractors. Head over to builderprime.com and request a personalized demo with an expert today. What I know it was is when I was a kid, my I grew up in the Bay Area. I actually was born down um, near Berkeley, California. Okay. And my parents moved my, me and my brother up to the country in uh, Lake County, which was very, very small town, all white town. And I was bullied severely for being, you know, one of six black kids in an entire school. And they kids would tell me I would never amount to anything because I'm black and I was stupid and dumb and, you know, get out of here and you're ugly. And for so many years hearing that as a kid, you start believing it. And there was a point that I was starting to believe it. And I had a turnaround point when I was about eight, nine years old. A teacher put a trumpet in my hands and she taught me how to play trumpet every day so I wouldn't get bullied on this playground. And it just really built up my confidence. And I just saw a difference in myself once I started making friends and just realizing that, hey, I am smart. And I really just, the rest of my life, realized that I wanted to prove those kids wrong that told me I'd never oh, amount nice. to anything. Yeah. And that's really what it's been for me my whole life. It's just saying, okay, you tell me I can't, please, I'm, I'm like asking you, tell me I can't. Tell yeah. me because that drives me more than anything. So even when I went to go get a loan to start my roofing company and they're just like, what? You know, no. And 
it just kept me saying more and more and more. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make sure it happens. And I knew I wanted to start a business. I knew I wanted to be a business owner. I had no idea that I was going to be roofing, roofing. but it just, I just needed that opportunity to be there. And, and my boss saw my drive and I didn't let people run me over. And that's kind of what he was looking for. And, and I just kept going. And even to today, I, I mean, I still, I'm always looking to prove those kids wrong that I will amount to something and I will make a difference in this world. So. Wow. That's an amazing story. So let's talk about, so you, you have, you're saying about the things you do in the community. Let's talk about Next Gen Trades Academy. I think this is, and I've talked to God in the last few months, especially with what's going on with labor shortages. Yep. This is becoming a bigger and bigger issue. But what you're doing is you're going to the core of it. Can you talk a little, can you, well, talk a lot about what you're doing <laughs> at Next Gen? Because I think this needs to be in every single community. Oh, yeah in the country? It, it really just started with my contractors. We'd, we'd always get together, have lunch, and we'd always talk about what's going on in the industry. And this is, you know, these were HVAC contractors, electricians, you know, we, we have weekly meetings and talk. And the one thing that we would all say was the issue was that we can't find labor. We can't find young people that we, we can't find anyone. And anyone who's seasoned, meaning they've been in the industry long enough, they come in with bad attitudes, they come in with bad habits, and, and it makes things worse than better. So I went to them and I said, well, you guys, I'm starting this nonprofit. And I'm wondering if I were to, you know, train young people to get into the trades, would you be willing to mentor and hire them? And they all said yes. So there were about 14 of us at, in the very beginning. They all said yes. So I'm like, okay. So I designed this program. I had a, a great team put together a team. We designed this program where we simply bring our program to like high schools or different programs in the community for ages 16 to 24. And we just get them interested in the trades because they don't even know that they have this option to go into the trades because it's not taught. Right. They don't mention it in schools. The parents aren't talking about it. It's like, just go to college. Well, we all know that there's a lot of young people that can't go to college or don't want to go to college. Just they don't want school. They want to work. They want to have a career. So we're targeting those, those students that don't know that they can have an amazing career in construction. And we're training them in all these different types of trades. And then at the end of it all, they get hired by local contractors. Wow. And that's really that's really it. That's what's been happening. And the thing exploded. I mean, we were on Kelly Clarkson and the micro show because of the next gen trades Academy. And Mike especially was like, you know, this is needed everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, I know we're getting calls from everywhere about how can we do this program? How can we do it here? Because there's disasters everywhere. I live in an area where there's been multiple fires, you know, our city practically burned down back in 2017 with the Tubbs fire and the Kincaid and we're rebuilding and, and these builders can't build fast enough because they don't have a workforce. Right. So that's what this program is for, is for us now to introduce these young men and these young women to get into these amazing trades like plumbing and roofing and solar. And it's been so great. So what does it look like? Do you approach high schools and ask if you can come in and do a presentation? I mean, how does it, how do you start? How does it start? 
Well, actually, they've they've all come to us. So we we we're trying like there's we can't even meet the demand right now because there's so many contractors coming to us. But we bring the program to that school. So, for instance, one of the schools that we're at, they approached us. They said we have a really high rate of dropouts as far as seniors. You know, they're having kind of that senioritis. They don't know what they want to do with their lives, so they just drop out. So that's the purpose why they had us come to their school. So that way we can introduce these seniors to this this type of program. So right now, whoever kind of contacts us, we let them know how the program works and how we can bring it to their location. And then we bring it to their location. Can you so tell us? Can you tell us? Because yeah. maybe someone listening wants to do it. And I'd love to help. We have a whole format of it. So it all first starts with contractors. You have to have a group of contractors. And my minimum is 14 because... You need to have enough contractors willing to hire because we have about 15 to 20 students that take a class every class. We do about seven classes a year. So as far as the process goes, it's a much longer conversation, but I'm always welcome to, you know, we do Zoom meetings where we bring people together and tell them how it works, but it's not difficult. We did it as a nonprofit. So that way we're able to actually get funding because it does cost money to to teach the class. It's free to the students, but it costs money to actually teach the program, but we get funding from private funders and also grants that um, come in for it as well. So there's just a little process. And at any point, I'm always welcome to walk people through the process. How long is the program for the kids? So when we do it in person, it's a six week class because we get to do in person projects. We get to build things and do activities. But because of COVID last year, we had to move the class to a Zoom class and it's a three-week class when we do it on zoom and what we found because this will be we started classes coming saturday I, th- I believe this will be our ninth zoom class since COVID started we are seeing the same results from a three-week really? zoom class that we did in person really? with no like hands-on or anything because the contractors are so desperate to just hire yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're so yeah. desperate and the, and the students learn so much more than just contracting. They learn about financial literacy. They take a safety course. They have to pass a safety course to graduate. They actually take a real estate class to learn how to be able to save their money and to actually buy real estate and not rent. You know, here in California, rent's like $2,500 a month for like a one bedroom, you know? Yeah. So we're trying to teach them how to save money to actually buy a condo and be able to have a roommate and pay their mortgage, right? We teach them all these other life skills, health and nutrition. So that way, when they graduate from this program, they're very well well-rounded. They're ready to rock and roll. They're ready to put their money away because some of these students are going from making 13 or $14 an hour to making $25 an hour to start. Yeah. So we want to make sure that they're doing good with their money. So yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot involved in it, but I so proud of it. it all. See their changes and see their I career. love it. Yeah. Thank you. On our website, you can actually watch videos of okay. some of the students that have been through the program. We have a, a section that shows a lot of videos of the students just telling about their experience and what it's been like for them. And it's just great to hear it from their mouths. What is the website? And we'll put it in the show notes too. But sure. Well, if you go to the Lime foundation.org and that's lime like you know lemon lime that's when you go and you click on the video who we are and the videos and everything's there the lime Lime foundation Foundation. okay we'll make sure and put it in the show notes thank you so it's interesting that i actually was interviewing somebody else this afternoon another female owner of a she owns an hvac company oh yeah and we were talking about something very similar and one of the things that she said, and I think this is sorely missing in the industry, is the is the educating the public that 
there is a really good success path in the trades. Like you can make a lot of money as a plumber, as a roofer, as a HVAC, as a just go down the list, right? And we should be doing a better job of educating the public and educating these kids. Like, hey, you don't, like you said, you don't need to go to college. You want to start working here, go down this path. And I love that you're putting the financial literacy part of it too, because that, you know, yeah, they could go start working and they start making more money, but if they don't know how to manage their money, then they get into trouble. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly correct. Yeah. They're spending, you know, buying new rims for their beat up car. And, you know, this, we're like, dude, that $2,500 could have been, you know, this or that. And that's really important. And you're right about the, it's, it's funny you mentioned plumbers because plumbers is the perfect example that I love to use. Every single class since we started this program, I've asked the students, what's the first thing you think of when you think of a plumber? And there has not yet been a class, this is class number 19, that someone has not raised their hand and said plumbers crack. Yeah, That is the perception of yeah. what you know the industry is about. And it's not about, did you know that plumber is making $250,000 a year or more? They don't know that because no one's teaching them that. Right. And th their perception of that is that we walk around with our pants hanging off our butt. And it's not the, you know, that's not the case. And we're trying to get that out of their heads. And it really needs to happen at a, a level where they're younger. You know, yep. when they're younger, they need to start learning that there are other options besides college. And college is not guaranteed. It's guaranteed that you'll get into debt if you're getting student loans. Like, I just paid off my student loan. I'm 45 years old. I just paid off my student loan. That's crazy. Just paid it off. I got it when I was 17, That's when crazy. I went to college, and I'm just paying it off. And it's it's unacceptable, right? You know, when you think about it, all that debt, and I didn't even do what I went to college for. And right. there's so many young people that are getting into that debt so early on. How about we teach them how to not get into debt? You know, let's do that. That's what's going to be better for them. And then how to have this great career in construction and then soon own their own company. One of my students who went to our class four and a half years ago, he's been working for a general contractor ever since he started. You know, even in high school, he worked for him for the summer, went back to school, graduated, and then went back to work for him full time. We had lunch about two or three months ago and he said, my goal in the next two years to get, is to get my contractor's license, start my own company. And then he said, he's gonna hire students from our next gen training. Oh, that's awesome. I no, don't make me cry. That's so it's, like cool. the, it's literally like when I look at my dream board, you know, when I created my dream board, full circle is what I wanted. I that's what I want. And yeah. and it's gonna happen. So it's very exciting. It's very exciting. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So this is helping, you know, the 14 contractors that you mentioned. This is so this is helping feed those those companies with people with you know, kids with good heads on their shoulders, right? And yeah, we're up. Yeah, we're up to 169 contractors now. So oh, we started off with wow. 14 in 2017, and we're now up to 169 contractors that we're feeding constant workflow to year Are round. Just in Northern California, or is it in other parts of the country too? Just in Sonoma County and Marin just in County. Sonoma County. That's where we are. Yes, <laughs> I know. Okay, so so. Yeah. What does it, I know it's a bigger conversation, but is yes. this something that, 
So if there's a group of contractors, say in Chicago, I have a lot of clients yes. in Chicago. Yeah, exactly. If they all got together and said, hey, we want to put a program like this together, they would reach out to you. Yes. And you would show them how to do it. Would it be under your foundation? How does that kind of work. That is correct. It's under our foundation. So we have a program is it's like a co-ownership program. So we would train them and teach them how to do the program in their location. We'd have them be a part of our, like one of our classes that we're doing as a pilot. So that way they can see how it runs. And then we go and actually teach them how to do it in their areas. So that way they can spread it out, spread the joy right in their area. So all they have to do initially is when they make contact with us, we let them know what are the first steps. There's all these little steps that you have to go through because we want to make sure it's the right fit, you know, for their area. Is there a need, right? You have to identify them, make sure there's a need. I already know there's a need because we're getting calls all the time. But once we identify that there's contractors that want to be mentors and hire, there's a need for it. And then we find the funding. And as a nonprofit, it's much easier to get funding. You know, as a contractor trying to get someone to give you a hundred grand, you know, it's not likely, but because we're a nonprofit of 501c3, there's a lot of things that we qualify for as a nonprofit so we can help them do it and go through the process. So, wow, and, and I'd love cool. to do it. So, How many kids have gone through your programs? We've had over 213 kids go through the program so wow. far and 83% of them have been hired full time. Wow. <laughs> yes, I love saying it. <laughs> I, I love it. It makes me so excited. I don't know if you can tell. Uh, no, not <laughs> Maybe really. looking at me, you can tell. But yes, it, it makes me so excited to to know that. And and these young people that we're servicing, these are young people that have come from you know their their foster youth. They're you know they've been adopted. They've been through the probation system and the juvenile system, wanting to change their lives around. They come from you know divorced parents. You know some are troubled youth. Some of them are just lost. Right. These are we're helping these young people that just didn't know what they were going to do with their lives yeah. now have this amazing pathway and it's, there's nothing more rewarding. Yeah. It's, it's up to us. I know that I, you know, my clients, I, we have the conversation all the time. It's we need people. We need people. We need people. We can't go the conventional routes anymore. And what's beautiful about what you're doing is it goes beyond just finding a worker, a body to come and, you know, I've got all this work, come in and just put on a roof you're actually helping shape somebody's life. And today, and I don't want to go too far down the road with it, but it's tough to see what's going on today with some of these kids. Yes. There are a lot of lost kids. There's a lot of kids that fall through the cracks and they don't need to. There are, there are good people out there that want to help. They don't always know how to help. And I think this this is a really good way that at least our community can get together and I mean, look, a hundred and I'm sorry, you said 213 kids, 213, yes. 213 kids in, yes. one, county, in, you know, one, in county. one county. Yeah. And so, yeah, I definitely want to learn more and see if there's anything that we could do here to help that. And if any of, you know, my clients are listening and, you know, want to learn more about this, reach out to me, let me know, and let's go to Letitia and see. So they would need to form a, a group of, you said, at least 14 contractors. Yes, and it's not very difficult to do because I ha already have a network in most major cities of contractors. Okay. So it's 
it wouldn't be very difficult to do, but it, it always is that word of mouth. So it is always nice to start with the contracts that you, the contractors that you work with, you know, right. the ones that you're with your group, your core. Yeah. And then it always spreads out from there. So it's, it's fairly easy to get that process started. Yeah. And, and, it, and I'm sure they already know there's a need because if they're, if they're trying to hire and can't hire, then. <laughs> and you know what I know, you know what I know about this industry too, is there are a lot, I mean, a lot of really, really good people yes, that want to do things like this, you know, and there's a lot of really good people in this. That's another misconception, I think, about this industry is that, you know, contractors, well, some of them are. <laughs> let's not go down that road. But I, yeah, let's not go back. <laughs> you know, I, at least the ones that I know and the ones that I interact with are some of the best people I've ever met yes. in my entire life. Absolutely. And um, so this is cool. You're you're doing some amazing stuff. And you. and, you know, and this is another example. I had to give Letitia a little bit of background on what the wealthy contractor is and wh- what it, where it came about. And, you know, my my whole thing is we call it the wealthy contractor, but it's not only about money. Okay. It's it's about using your business to live your version of your best life whatever that means for you. So for some people, it means buying a yacht, buying a plane, buying a a great house, buying, you know, taking care of their kids, creating generational, whatever it happens to be. But look at what she's done. I mean, this is the building a great company gives you the ability to do things like this. And it's just, I hope that we've, uh, we can inspire some people to create processes in their business and hire great people so they don't have to do everything. And that's correct. <laughs> I have like that you. right now with yeah. my staff at my roofing, at my construction company, my staff runs the business. So I'm able to yeah. be over here in my nonprofit, just giving back to the community and, you know, doing the stuff that I love and, and my heart. And that's, that's my idea of wealth because to have a business kind of run itself without me having to be there every day. I don't have to be in the office. I go, I go maybe once a week, you yeah. know, to, to my office. And now I'm able to kind of really focus on the things that I love and enjoy. Yeah. And what's funny is when we went into business, all of us, that was the dream. The dream yeah. was let me have a business that works without me, yep. you know, <laughs> and yet we get sucked into our businesses and it takes over our lives and it really doesn't need to be that way. Wow, Letitia. <laughs> So this is a lot more than I bargained for. I thought we were just going to talk about a great roofing company. This turned into a really cool conversation. It's been great. Yeah. Well, you're awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time. And again, I'm serious. If anybody's interested, we'll put all the information so you can reach the Lime Foundation directly in the show notes. But particularly for my clients that are out there listening, if we want to try and do something with Letitia, reach out to me and let's go to her and say, hey, we've got groups that, you know, we can put a group together here, a group together there. I think that would be awesome. Help kids. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you again. Thank you. I I had a great time. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening. So yeah, so to everybody listening, thanks for listening. Until (laughs) next time, this is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group, and this is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a different way? Did it spark an idea or ideas that you hadn't thought of before? 
Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. If it did, I'd like to ask you a favor. Would you leave a five-star review of the podcast? By doing so, you'll help other contractors find the podcast more easily so that we can help them achieve more success, wealth, and freedom. And before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. In fact, if you haven't already, make sure you go to thewealthycontractor.com and get your free copy of my latest book, The Seven Secrets to Becoming a Wealthy Contractor. Just pay shipping and handling, and I'll take care of the cost of the book. So until next time, this is Brian Cascadalsian. 